My name is Cole J. Bromfield. As you may or may not know, this week's topic is choices and consequences. Choices that seem very simple can affect us and others for many years to come. Take sports as an example. The result of one game, or even one play, can influence the sport for years. In week one of the 2010 NFL season, Eagles starting quarterback Kevin Cobb was injured by Packers linebacker Clay Matthews. This led to backup Mike Vick taking over and taking the Eagles to the playoffs. But if Cobb had not gotten hurt, the Arizona Cardinals would not have made the playoffs in 2014, four years later. This, is very, this sounds ludicrous, and due to time constraints, I'm not going to explain it now, but if, if you want to know how, uh, talk to me after the service. I'll explain it. <laughs> um, but anyway, this shows that when Packers coach Mike McCarthy chose to do a blitz on one play, the entire sport would be affected for a long time. Now let's apply this to real life. What you do to one person can affect both of your lives and more for many years. Let's say you build a wall between your house and your neighbor's house. This separates you and your neighbor for a long time. You've lost a potential friend. Now, let's take this to an international level. Let's say that, oh, a country in North America builds a giant wall on its border with its southern neighbor. Now let's say a World War III happens. I'm not saying it will or won't, but if it does, then we no longer have Mexico, um, I mean, these two countries are no longer allies. Um, now other choices can have positive consequences. My family made one last year. When we moved to Maryland, we were looking for a new church to go to. We decided on the Unitarian Universalist Church of Frederick because my aunt and uncle and their children were already going here. That choice worked out great for all of us, especially me. As an atheist, it's hard to find a place that doesn't force a religion on you. Here, nobody belittles anyone for believing something different than them. There's no, okay, you're an atheist. Well, explain to me how yada, yada, yada happened. <laughs> that doesn't happen here. And not only that, but atheism along with all other religious practices, are embraced as equals. The choice to go to one place instead of another continues to influence me months after we made our decision. So let's break things down. Suppose we have a guy named Chuck who wants to cheat on a test. Chuck needs to ask himself a question based on five things. Benefits, problems, risk factors, how it will affect others, and what might happen down the road. The benefits of cheating on a test, that's pretty obvious. He'd get a good grade, as long as he doesn't get caught. The problems? He'd have it weighing on his conscience, which builds up over time. With just these two factors, we can start to form the question. Right now, it would be something like, do I want to get a good grade if it means feeling guilty for a long time afterwards? Next, he needs to think about risk factors. What happens if something goes wrong, which in this instance would be getting caught? What would happen if Chuck gets caught? He'll probably get a zero, and if he's in high school, that probably means he'll flunk the class. And in college, it means he would probably be kicked out of the school. Let's say that Chuck is in high school and he's a 
decent cheater, have a 50-50 chance of, 50-50 chance of getting away with it. So now the question becomes, do I want to get a good grade if it means feeling guilty and possibly flunking the class? Now, to how it affects others. He might think that this is something that would not affect other people, but then again, really? If he gets caught, his parents are going to be really disappointed and upset. His teacher is going to be really disappointed that one of his or her students didn't use his brain to prepare him for life. And whether he gets caught or not, he's being unfair to all the other students who put in the time and effort to get a good grade. So it really doesn't just affect him. Finally, let's go down the road. Chuck should get out a piece of paper and make a chart. On the chart, he writes the immediate effects of if everything that could possibly go wrong goes wrong. Then he writes the effects of these effects and keeps going until he can't think of any more effects. So his question would end up something like this. Do I want to get a good grade if it means possibly ruining my career, being known as a cheater, disappointing my parents and teacher, and feeling guilty my whole life? This is just one way of systematically looking at choices and consequences, and it can be applied to many of the choices we make every day. The next time you have a decision to make, especially a big one, think about the five things we have talked about here and develop for yourself a similar question. This may make your decision not only easier, it may also give you a more reliable answer. I would invite you to join together in singing Building Bridges one more time, just once through, as a response. We can remain seated. This is not Neil. Um, This is Ethan. Um, Neil's grandmother died yesterday morning. Um, She had been in hospice, but it was still an unexpected turn. So Neil is with his sister and aunts this morning. Um, Ethan has kindly offered to read what Neil wrote in preparation for today. So, just a few weeks ago, in the midst of all of schoolwork and stressing out over what I was going to do for my girlfriend for Valentine's Day, I was approached by our director of religious education with the task of writing this year's sermon for the youth, for the youth service. Every single person in this room is faced with an innumerable amount of choices every day. Most of those choices are so small you might not even realize you're making them but every single one will have profound consequences on your life going forward. I am now only 16 years old. However, I already made many life-altering choices. Most of them I made subconsciously and acted upon slowly over time, such as the choice to get good grades in order to get to a nice college at the cost of some leisure time, a decision very hard for a pre-adolescent teen to have to make. This choice had consequences that I feel more today than I did when I first made it. 
As time passed and my classes got harder and the workload at home got larger, I had to make more and more decisions on what I could spend my time on in order to maintain my grades and my sanity. I currently have my grades where I want them to be. My sanity, on the other hand, well, we can just talk, chalk that up to me being a teenager, right? But a few of those staggeringly life-changing choices I've made consciously and acted upon in kind. The summer before my eighth grade, when I was only 12 years old, I made a choice to move away from my home with my mother in Front Royal, Virginia, to live with my father. After that decision was made, a long stream of events ensued, which sufficed it to say, landed me in Myersville, Maryland. Here, I entered Middletown Middle School. This was not the first time I had transferred to a new school, and I knew a bit of the ins and outs of making new friends. After a few months of awkwardly jumping from one clique to another, I chose the best stance one could take in my position. I had no clique. Instead, I pulled friends from all walks of life and flowed smoothly between all of the groups in the school, as smoothly as a 13-year-old could, which, looking back on it, was not very smooth. <laughs> this was a choice I made that, had effect- that has affected my entire li- social life for the better to this day. Will you join together one more time, building bridges? My name is Owen Powell, and in recent months, my mother and I have learned of a number of new choices that we will have to make regarding our higher education. For her, seminary school, and for myself, college. Like my mother, many of you here have experienced these choices and their consequences, and how difficult and overwhelming all of them can be. Taking the SAT and ACT, writing application essays, visiting schools, and finally choosing which school you will be attending. Until you have to start making these choices for yourself, It may seem as if they won't have heavy consequences on your life. However, these choices will undoubtedly affect your lives and what we we spend the remainder of them doing. As Owen and I go through all the tasks associated with junior and senior high school years and what comes after, I find it difficult to ask, what do you want to do? When what I want to say is, this is what you should do. And then I remember that I am not saying that to myself either, and that Owen must make his own choices and live through the consequences. As for me, my choice is made. It's nearly impossible to ignore a calling to ministry, so I have begun working on my application to Meadville Lombard Theological School in Chicago. There will be consequences for my family and for my work here But I know that having open conversations about both will see all of us through and will ultimately make both my family and the religious education work I love even stronger and deeper. It's a leap of both trust and faith.
One of the biggest choices we make in our lives is what major to take in college. The major you choose will ultimately affect your entire life from how much money you make to where you live. This choice is very difficult, so you may change it a few times. Now that you have an idea of what you wish to study, it's time for one of the biggest parts of high school, which is testing. Having taken my first SAT just yesterday, I now have to look forward to more of the choices I have to make regarding college. Depending on my test scores, I will have to decide whether or not to take the SAT again to bump them up a little bit. I most likely will to help out with the scores. And so now that the tests are out of the way and I've picked my major, it's time to worry about which school to attend. Uh, I'll have to consider the size of the school, the location of the school, and the worst part of it all, the price for attending. (laughs) Next step, housing. In your early college years, you will most likely live on campus, but you may choose to live somewhere else later on. This can certainly affect your travel time to and from classes and any other places you happen to travel. I hope that I'll make the right choices for myself, choices that bring me success for the rest of my life, with very few negative consequences. And because I know it's a burning question for everybody, Owen, at the moment, would like to major in civil engineering. So just keep that in mind. (laughs) Big deal. How did that happen? The consequence of education, wherever and however you obtain it, Owen, remains this. You can never go back to who you were before. Your ideas, your way of being in the world, your beliefs will change and grow. That growth is my hope for you, as it is my hope for me. May we both, may we all, explore that path together. Blessed be. Thank you. He's going to be my steady buddy. And now, I would like to invite you to rise in body or spirit as we sing hymn number 1021, Lean on Me. We all need a hand. (laughs) 